Hello, my name is Wendy Myers. Welcome to the Live to 110 podcast. You can learn more about me at livetoone110.com and all about my detox program, mineralpower.com. Today, we are having my friend Sarah Vance on the program. She is hosting the upcoming Metabolism Summit, which I was very honored to be a part of to talk about the, of course, the you know, heavy metals that interfere in our metabolism. You guys know that my favorite subject is detox and I think it's so important because it affects every aspect of your health and your your weight and your mental clarity and just everything about your your existence. Um, so but on this particular summit I talked about how toxins affect our waistline. Um, but Sarah is going to be talking today about, you know, metabolism, the 10 ways that you can boost your metabolism. And she's got a lot of very, you know, practical, practical tips that you can start incorporating today to help to increase and heal your metabolism. So today for the podcast, keep in mind that this program is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease or health condition and is not a substitute for professional medical advice. So please consult your healthcare practitioner before engaging in any treatment or diet, etc. that we suggest today on the program. You guys should check out, if you haven't already, my new supplement called Liver Rehab. It's out on Amazon. And this is a supplement that's going to help you to heal and regenerate your liver and help it to work better, help it get it detoxing. Um, a lot of people don't feel well if you have fatigue or brain fog or nausea. It can be because of poor liver health. Our livers deal with so many toxins. It has to uh, you know, process our you know poor fat diets if you're eating bad fats. It has to process all of our sugars if we're eating refined grains and sugars. It has to process all the chemicals that we have in our body. Um, it has to break those down and take them out to the garbage. And our livers have a huge, huge do do job today. And even many children today have fatty liver disease because of their diets. And our livers are in trouble. So I wanted to create this supplement to help you heal your liver and get it detoxing better. So go check out liverrehab.com. And right now in the works, I have a, a new supplement coming out. It's a beef liver supplement because um, I think that beef liver is really helpful um, in a number of ways. It's very, very nutrient dense and it uh, really helps to regenerate the liver. Any kind of gland, glandular you take can help to regenerate that gland in your body. And uh, I love beef liver. A lot of people don't want to eat it today. And our grandparents are very wise. They, you know, typically ate liver and onions and incorporated liver into their diet. And today that's something that we are not eating, that we're missing from our diet. And it's a very important nutritionally. So on my next supplement, focusing on the liver, I'm going to stay in that same vein. So look for that coming out in the next couple of months. Our guest today is Sarah Vance. Uh, she is an advocate for nutrition and health. Uh, she was overweight as a child and suffered a long list of health complaints for decades. And she finally found the answers right at the end of her fourth. She is a nutritionist and author of The Perfect Metabolism Plan and the host of the Metabolism Summit. And you can find all about that at themetabolismsummit.com. And Sarah has contributed articles and healthy recipes to Mind Body Green, Beaming, and Live Strong, and has appeared on eHow, uh, uh, Fox 5 San Diego uh, on television, and San Diego Living. She is also a powerful, motivating speaker, and you can find out more about her and her programs at rebalancelife.com. Sarah, thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh my gosh, thank you so much, Wendy, for having me. I'm so excited to talk with you about all this. Why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about, you know, your background and, you know, how you got into health and nutrition and metabolism? It's, you know, it's kind of an interesting story because if you had told the 12-year-old me that I would be doing this for a living, she would be on the floor rolling around laughing because I was definitely not into health as a kid. In fact, I weighed more in sixth grade than I do now. You know, I had a lot of just sort of you know, I mean, I think I was always considered to be kind of a hypochondriac. You know, I never really felt great. You know, I had digestive issues and tons of allergies and, and I never really, you know, I was a very picky eater. And so I didn't really like a lot of healthy foods. And so the idea of having come into this field, 
you know, just, I know it would have cracked me up then because, you know, I can remember being put on diets when I was a kid and, and, you know, so I think, you know, having suffered for so many years makes me so passionate about this. And I, you know, I went down the wrong path for so many years thinking that it was about weight. It was about dieting. It was, you know, the whole goal was to get to be a healthy weight. And that's not always really, you know, the ideal thing. I mean, I did get to an ideal weight, but still had a bunch of chronic symptoms. My whole, I thought it was normal to have a bottle of Advil upstairs and a bottle of Advil downstairs and to have (laughs) chronic aches and pains when I was in my twenties, you know, that's not normal, but I thought it was normal. And when I finally really started to get it was when I looked at it as more of health, right? You know, as for, and, and when I started to take care of my health, everything started to come into balance. And, and, and the hard thing is, I think one of the issues is it's, you know, I had been given really bad information for so many years. There's so many diet myths out there. And so how can you get good results when you have bad information? You can't. And, um, so I think that was part of the problem too, is, you know, doing things like counting calories and cutting fat. I mean, think about how many of us have done that for how many years. I mean, that's, you know, trying to exercise super hard. I was in the fitness industry for many years and, you know, worked out like a maniac and thought that was good for my body. Um, so I think it's, it's really, some of it was just misinformation. Some of it was just going for the wrong goal. And once those kind of things came into balance, I was so passionate about, oh my gosh, you know, I've got to tell people about this. I've got to help people realize that you don't have to have chronic aches and pains. You don't have to take Advil. You don't have to have headaches all the time. And, you know, my seasonal allergies, I was called the bubble girl when I was a kid because I had so (laughs) many seasonal allergies. I, I had an allergy doctor that called me the bubble girl. I don't have those. I don't have those anymore. Because I'm not eating foods that are creating inflammation in my body. I don't have my aches and pains, which were inflammation in my body. So it's powerful. And I think that's part of the reason why it's just, I feel like this passion about telling people that you don't have to settle for those things. And it's just getting the good information. I I think all change requires three things. You need to have good information. Already, most of us are suffering there because there's a lot of bad information. You have to have motivation. And I think sometimes like having a coach or being part of a group can help with that. And then tools, things like recipes. And and when, when you have those three things and can, you know, get that needle moving, it's life changing. So. And you've, you know, spent uh, many, many years learning about weight loss and metabolism and what works and what doesn't. And that's why you decided to host the Metabolism Summit. And I was very honored that you asked me to be a speaker on your summit because I think you create a lot of amazing content and information for people to learn how to get their weight and their metabolism under control. So do you want to talk a little bit about that and some of your speakers and that you're on the summit? I'd love to. You know, the, the Metabolism Summit, well, I, I started with writing the book, the, Meta- the Perfect Metabolism Plan. And, you know, I, I wrote that book and then thought, you know what? Every single one of these chapters in my book, there's a dozen experts who've written whole books about this. And there's so many people. And I think it's a, the summits are such a powerful way to get information out there. It's such a, you know, it's free and you can get 30 hours of information from some of the most amazing experts from around the world in a week's time for free. Um, so I thought, gosh, you know what, this is something you know, I, I enjoy attending summits. And so I thought, well, how amazing would it be also to just talk to these people that I've admired for so many years and, and have followed. And, and so that's, you know, and, and, you know, the word metabolism is kind of tossed around a lot. You know, we kind of think, well, if we have a fast metabolism, that's better. And if we have a slow metabolism, are we stuck with the slow metabolism? I think there's just a lot of misinformation. Really, metabolism is, you know, all the chemical processes in our body that creates and sustains our life. I mean, it's responsible for detoxification, as you know. Um, We talked about that a lot in your interview. And it's responsible for delivering energy into our cells. It's responsible for growth and repair and, and um, you know, recovery of, of muscles. And, and, and so, you know, removing waste from the body, absorbing minerals into our cells. And so it, it really, basically metabolism is life. And so it's kind of, if you really think about it, a very broad topic. I think a lot of people, when they think about metabolism, they're thinking weight 
or, you know, maybe heart disease or something like that. But it really, I mean, our metabolism affects our brain health, our moods, and we take a metabolic approach to this, you know, I always think when, you know, when, when you diet and calorie count, it's kind of like putting a broken arm in a sling without resetting it first, right? It's, it's, it's horrible to diet. You have to really rely on motivation. You have to just like, you know, your cravings actually get worse because you're, you know, cutting things out that help to level out your cravings like fat and you're cutting your calories and you're slowing your metabolism down. When you get the metabolism reset, I, I did a post about this earlier this week. I put a big, huge chocolate sundae up there with like caramel and everything. I said, I don't even, that wouldn't even appeal to me because when you have, when you detox your body from sugar, you, you don't even taste sugar in the same way. I and mean, something that's sickly sweet that I used to love and would just couldn't wait to have would be overwhelmingly sweet. And, you know, when your body and your metabolism's level, your cravings diminish, you're not going to be hungry all the time. You're not going to be on this sugar roller crystal. You're constantly needing to get up and then crashing down. And so, you know, it really is the foundation of so much of our health. And when we can understand it then and how to improve it, then we can put it into practice. You know, and we, you know, there's certain, I mean, I know I'm one of those people, you know, I know I should have a stand up desk. I've wanted one for a year. Have I done it? Have I bought it? No. Yeah. We've got to put these things into action. But, I was thinking um, that yesterday too. Like, I need to get a stand up desk. I know. I've been talking about it for a year. I'm like, I sit too much. I know I sit too much. Why am I not doing something about it? You know? So we do have to take action on these things, but that awareness is the first step. And then putting it into action. But yeah, so that was kind of a long-winded answer to your <laughs> topic of metabolism. But I really, what I found is that people want, it, it makes your weight come into balance almost like effortlessly, effortlessly when you can get it all balanced. And, um, I, you know, weight is just a, one symptom. It's one symptom of a bigger picture. And, you know, it's kind of like trying to deal with a symptom like, you know, putting a Band-Aid on, you know, a cut that needs stitches or something like that, it, you know, it, that's kind of how I view dieting and calorie counting is you're not going to get to the underlying problem. And that's why you see so many people, if they are able to lose weight, they're gaining it back. And then some, you know, more than 80% of people who lose weight dieting gain it back and then some. And so, you know, that's, I think what the issue is. Can we get people the information that they need to make this a life change that's going to last and change so many other aspects of their life. It's going to change their mood and their energy and their sleep and um, all of those things. Yeah. And actually my efforts to lose weight started me on my health journey <laughs> because yeah. uh, I had uh, gained weight after uh, the, the birth of my child and I was trying to lose it and it wasn't coming off as easy. And I thought, Something is deathly wrong here. So yeah. I've got to go to my doctor immediately. And uh, at that point, when I found out I had adrenal issues and thyroid issues, et cetera. So sometimes when you have trouble losing weight, it's a sign of uh, larger health issues. It can be. Yeah. I mean, it can be thyroid. We talk about that a lot on the summit. I've got a number of people that are talking about thyroid. You mentioned adrenals. I mean, stress. That is a huge one. I mean, you know, and that's the one that I battle with too because of, you know, I work, ex, you know, extra long hours or I'm on a deadline or something. I know a lot of people deal with that. And yeah, stress will cause your blood sugar. To, I mean, it, I can't remember. I think it was Dr. Kurt Perkins on the summit who said something like, you know, having your cortisol levels chronically elevated, you may as well just be eating a Snickers bar because that's the amount of sugar that's coming into your bloodstream. And so you're, you're being robbed of that opportunity where you, your blood sugar is <laughs> elevated. So, yeah. Yeah. But, so you, you found out you had some adrenal stuff and yeah, yeah. I had adrenal issues and thyroid issues. And then, um, I found out I had a lot of metal toxicities, et cetera. And I, that's what I talked about on your summit was the metals that can interfere in your body's metabolic function and, you know, cause improper release of insulin from the pancreas and all kinds of different problems. So for me, my journey to lose weight catapulted me into, into ultimate health. And, but it starts with diet. Uh, that's yeah. the foundation if you're going to, you know, uh, you know, stabilize your metabolism and heal your metabolism and lose weight. It starts with diet. So let's talk about some diet myths. Um, you know, oh, we're yeah. in the new year and a lot of people are making their new year's resolutions, trying to lose weight, including myself. Um, but you know, some are finding the weight just doesn't budge. So, 
you know, you say that one reason is, you know, we can't get good results from bad information. So let's talk about some of the common diet and weight loss mistakes and myths that, you know, you know, ideas that you were talking about in the summit. Yeah. Well, so obviously one, I think I'd mentioned it a little bit before is calorie counting. You know, that's one, you know, I think it's a very common myth and, and for good reason. If you think about it, it sounds so logical. Eat less calories than you expend, you will create a deficit and lose weight. And, and, you know, there is a little bit of truth to this. You know, I know a lot of weightlifters and, and bodybuilders and things like that use calorie counting a lot um, to really fine tune their, their diets. But one of the things about calorie counting is not all calories are created equal. So, I mean, think about the body. If, let's say, for example, you eat 100 calories of like a a cook, one of those 100 calorie cookie packs. You know, those little, they have all those packs that are like 100 calories of this. And so you can keep track of what you're eating. <laughs> let's say you ate that, which has no fiber. It has mostly processed, you know, there's no real nutrients in there. It's just synthetic processed stuff. It's mostly refined flour and sugar. And it has no healthy fat, you know, because everybody's looking for low fat, everything. And so no fiber, no fat, no protein. So those are the three things. That's kind of my rule of three. Every time you eat, you have to have at least one of those things to keep your blood sugar level. So if you're eating these 100 calorie packs of cookies, what's that going to do? It's going to spike your blood sugar because it has nothing to keep it level. It's going to crash it. So then you're going to be hungry. And so you're going to stimulate your appetite, which is one of the problems with dieting is when we're counting the wrong calories, we're on this sugar roller coaster that I call it. And we're crashing and our fatigue and then we're craving, you know, we're craving more. Um, so let's compare that to say eating a hundred calories of like a half an avocado is a little bit more than a hundred calories. You've got fat and fiber in there that keeps you level. I always say, you know, eat an avocado a day to keep the doctor away. It's almost better than an apple a day because you've got the healthy fiber, you've got, um, healthy fat. And that is what keeps us satisfied. Um, keeps us fuller. And so we need to, you know, eat less frequently throughout the day because our body has more energy to run on. Um, so yeah, this whole calorie counting thing, it really depends on the calories. And, and the other thing is if you're mat- metabolically have issues, so for example, let's say large percentage of the population has insulin resistance, right? Which means that your body is not effectively processing carbs. So let's say you eat that 100 calorie pack of cookies what happens is the body is going to, the blood sugar is going to stay elevated longer because it's not delivering that energy to the cells as effectively. And it creates this whole problem where you're fatigued. So you're going to eat more. Your your insulin keeps having to be released to try and get that glucose into the cells. When the insulin release, that causes the body to store fat at the midsection. So it's just a, a messaging system where someone who doesn't have insulin resistance, they're going to process those differently. So calories for this person are different than this person, depending on how their metabolism is working, depending on the types of calories you're eating. So it really, you know, <laughs> trying to count calories is it's good for your brain health because I think doing math is good. It's good for your brain to do some math problems, but it's that. not going to really help you reach the goal um, because you're not thinking about what's going to control my hunger. What are the things that are going to get my body out of the sugar? So that sugar roller coaster, when we're eating a lot of simple carbs, we're on this roller coaster and then that gets the body really lazy. The body's only going to be looking for that glucose for energy. It's not going to convert fat because what you're doing is you're in fat storage mode. So why is the body going to be converting fat? That takes energy to convert and burn fat. It's just going to be relying on these simple sugars and carbs. So then we get into that cycle where we have insulin resistance, we're not processing them, we're tired all the time. It's a tough cycle to get out of. It really is a guarantee that if you are able to lose weight, it's going to come back on, you know, so really understanding those metabolic processes and how to reset it. And I'll tell you, when I get people off of sugar and when I get them to eat fat and it takes some cajoling, sometimes they're like, really, really? Are you sure? They almost feel guilty. They're like eating this fat going, oh, should I really be doing this? But they feel so much better and their hunger is in control. That's one of the key things is getting those cravings under control and, and getting your hunger in control. So it's not so much about, it really isn't about willpower. It's not a failure of will. And I think a lot of that's one of the big reasons why, you know, I want to get this message out is because it's not, 
you're not a failure because you weren't able to lose weight. It's you had bad information or you had some insulin resistance. And, and, you know, I mean, we've been told forever, don't eat fat, get six to nine servings of whole grains a day. And um, so it's just, how can we get good information from, you know, good results from bad information that we can't. So calorie counting is a big one, you know, or counting points, whatever you're counting, you know, when that's one of my pet peeves is the whole, you know, points system. I mean, if you've ever looked at a Weight Watchers smart meal um, ingredient list, you're going to, yeah, it's like a who's who of (laughs) process, who's who of processed ingredients. And, you know, you had mentioned before, um, heavy metal toxicities, you know, the, the body, when the body's toxic, it holds on to fat because that's a place where it stores it safely. The body is wise. I mean, the body is smart. The body wants to protect the, the organs. So it, it knows where to put, if it has to store toxins, if the liver is not, and our liver's in bad shape because we're eating too much sugar and drinking sodas. So they're not working so well. Um, so it's probably not able to process all these toxicities. So what it does is it stores it in the fat. And then the body says, says protective, stay there. Don't lose that fat because then you release these toxins. So that toxic fat makes our bodies more weight resist, weight loss resistant. And so, you know, a lot of people don't think about that. The more toxic our diets are, there's also endocrine res- interrupters in a lot of these toxins. Um, so it's really changing the game. Like there was a study that just came out not too long ago that said they've, they've looked at people 20 to 30 years ago and people today and exact same calorie intake, exact same amount of exercise it's harder to be a healthy weight today than it was. And if you look at any photos of anything of people in the 70s, there, there were not overweight people. I mean, yeah. you know, it was a very rare thing. I, it, I was rare to be an overweight child when I was in, in elementary school. And, um, you know, now it's, I mean, the game's changed. The game has changed. We have an uphill battle. You've got a 250-pound backpack that you're carrying. You're going up Mount Everest. Um, because the deck is stacked against us, we've got all these chemicals in our processed foods. You've got, like you were saying, these heavy metals that we don't even, that's the thing. A lot of these things, we have no idea these are going on. Maybe we have, you know, we had, I have Anne Louise Gittleman on the summit talking about parasites mm-hmm. right then and there, you know, the, and, and a lot of them come hand in hand. I know you do a lot of looking at the gut in connection with the heavy metals and you kind of have to deal with it all. Like one of the things I talked about with Cresta Reccio, she has a, a gut program as well. And, you know, if you kind of just deal with one of them, you'll get a little bit better. But so to look at all of these things and really to understand, but like you said, a lot of people, you can just start with nutrition, just start with your diet. I mean, look at Dr. Terry Walls. She's also on the summit. I mean, she literally was in a tilt recline wheelchair with progressive MS and now is like a thriving doctor, rides her bike. And I mean, and she cured herself with food, which is I mean, so powerful. And so I think that's, you're right. We have to start there. And it's so basic. Yeah. And for those of women out there, that my call to you is if you are like I was working out five days a week, busting your butt and you're, you're eating perfect. A lot of women out there, I know you're eating a paleo diet. You're not eating grains. You're not eating sugar. You're not drinking alcohol. You're doing all this stuff and it's still not working. It's because you need to detox. And, and like Sarah said, uh, you have these metals that will interfere in your, your body's ability to regulate blood sugar and your body will hold on to fat because it has to store the chemicals somewhere. And there's so many estrogenic chemicals in our environment that, and estrogens will, will grow more fat and fat itself will produce more estrogen. And yes. that's why, you know, why, um, when, when people that are overweight, they actually have a harder time losing weight. You know, thinner mm-hmm. people have an easier time staying thinner because the fat actively produces estrogen, which keeps the weight on. It's kind of like this catch 20, this, you know, evil catch 22. <laughs> so true. And I think one, a couple other things that are playing into that are the stress. You know, because the stress steals our hormones, you know, our stress hormones are stealing from our sex hormones to make turn more out. And and so we get those imbalances there and it tells our body to store fat in our midsection. And so the stress thing, I I heard that throughout the whole summit, you know, a lot of the experts were bringing that up and then bacteria that alone 
just the, the bad bacteria in our gut. You know, we've got all these pesticides, glyphosate that's sprayed on everything. And that is basically patented as an antibiotic. So in addition to all the antibiotics that are in our meats and, and all of that and the antibiotics that we've, you know, I know I took as a child growing up, you know, because I was sick all the time, um, you know, that's changing, again, changing the game. You know, we're changing our gut bacteria. And if you have the gut bacteria of an overweight person, that gut bacteria is going to want to keep you that way. They're going to want to thrive in you. And we, we've seen we've seen this happen with the... the um, the transplant, the fecal transplants that they're doing to cure people of C. diff, you know, if they get a transplant from an obese donor, this has happened in, in the literature, that person will very quickly gain weight. They may, it may cure their C. difficile um, infection, which is life changing. I mean, obviously you have to save somebody's life, but then they, they, they get obese quickly. Ooh, I that. would sue. <laughs> well, the, the interesting thing that one that I read about, it was the person's daughter that was the donor. So, oh, no. Um, well, you got cancer. Yeah, but I think that's going to, you know, there, it was interesting. I think Dr. Perlmutter said something about how the, the, the amount of literature that's happened in the last 90% of the research that's been done on the microbiome has happened in like the last five or six years. So it's just exploding. And so I think that's, you know, another big area that really affects our metabolism, our weight, our brain function, everything. So. Yeah, I keep meaning to go to ubiome.com and get my, I know, my I gut bugs tested. I got to do that. <laughs> yeah. Because they eventually, if you join their email list, they send out coupons for 50% off. So oh, cool. you can test that. it for like, you know, $50. I need to do that. Well, I've joked that I, I want to know if I can be a donor. Like, I'm, I'm curious. Like, isn't that so nerdy and nutritiony for me to like want to know if I could be a donor? Yeah. <laughs> Is my bacteria good enough? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Yeah. So let's talk about metabolism. So what is metabolism? Um, let's talk about what what does work to get that needle moving on the scale. And you say it all, you know, all comes down to our metabolism. It's a big buzzword right now. Uh, but do we really understand it? Yeah, you know, it's, it is. And I think I hear this so often. I think you know, like a lot of things, we think it's not really in our control. You know, it, it just, you know, once you hit 40, it's all downhill from there. Your metabolism's just going to slow down. And it's not true. It's, it, we really do have control over it. And, and uh, yeah, sure, our metabolism slows down a lot of times when we hit 40s, 45, 50. But is that just age related or is it due to all the accumulation of lifestyle effects and the stress that we're dealing with? And, you know, and, and the truth is it's really having to do a lot more with this insulin resistance that most people are dealing with now and don't know about it, um, the stress, and, and it's all these different factors. And what I did in my book, The Perfect Metabolism Plan, is I outlined the kind of 10 keys that go into resetting your metabolism. You know, the first one is to really understand your and get your blood sugar under control, figure out like... Um, one of the interesting people in the summit was this Damon Gamo. He he did the the film that sugar film, and he um, did this experiment on himself. He started eating forty teaspoons of sugar a day, which I guess is he's Australian. That's like the average of what they're eating in Australia. It's a, that's a little bit more than what our average here in the United States is. No candy, no ice cream, no con they call it. I love how he, his accent. No confections. Mm -hmm. And he was easily able to get halfway there by 8.30 every morning with like a yogurt and oatmeal or whatever. If you're, if you're drinking sodas or any kind of sweetened beverage, you're easily hitting that and way overshooting it. Um, he gave himself fatty liver disease in three weeks. Oh, my gosh. By eating 40 teaspoons of sugar, which is what the average person is eating. And it wasn't, you know, it was all healthy things like the yogurts and the granola bars and things like that. And he very easily was able to get 40 and he just, it, it's a fascinating story. This is his movie and, and my interview with him. And, um, but, but then also on the, on the positive side, how quickly he was able to reverse those things. Our liver, as you know, is extremely resilient. So getting that blood sugar control, that's number one. And I think that's very, very big for so many people. Um, and then the fats, you know, understanding healthy fats and, you know, not being afraid of fats, avoiding the unhealthy fats, Dealing with the gut, you know, really understanding how, I mean, some of the most foundational things about our gut are just our lifestyle, like, you know, not eating on the run, not eating in front of the computer, not eating standing up, 
pausing for a moment, you know, historically in many, you know, in most cultures, there's always been like a prayer before a meal. What that does when you pause before you eat, you get to smell your food that starts to begin to generate saliva in your mouth. That is an important stage of digestion because the saliva is what has most of our digestive enzymes for carbohydrates. So if we're just driving through the drive-thru and eating all this stuff and we're not paying any attention and we're not getting excited about our meal for a few minutes before we're right then and there, like, you know, messing our digestion up, uh, chewing our food slowly, you know, like in Ayurvedic nutrition, they want you to chew 30 bite, you know, 30 times if we did half that. So some basic stuff can really go a long way. Um, you know, and then the, the, I go into the book about toxins and, you know, I loved my interview with you. I mean, I think it was just mind blowing about all the different places toxins are coming into our body. I mean, our skin, we have to think about our skincare products and, um, and you know, it's tough right now. Our world is very toxic. So doing these things where you're detoxifying your body, you're making your liver supportive and, you know, figuring out like, do I have these toxicities? I mean, I love that you're doing this hair mineral analysis because that gives you that information that you can go for, you know, from to really heal the body. Um, so I think it's just so cutting edge what you're doing for people. And, no. and I mean, you could maybe talk, t- talk for a minute just here about, I mean, the implications of these things on your health from not just metabolism, but brain function. And- yeah. Yeah. People are really surprised when they get their hair test. Some of them are really blown away by some of the toxicities they have. Like I had one client of the day that had tungsten toxicity, which is extremely rare that causes leukemia. Had another client had, I mean, cadmium toxicity just through the roof. And um, that causes a number of different issues, including eventually can cause cancer. And uh, a lot of my clients that have uranium toxicity, um, they typically develop diabetes if they don't have it already. Uh, my business partner, she uh, has really high uranium and she has diabetes and it's in the water in Southern California. I just had my water tested, has uranium in it and I have uranium toxicity. I've only drank bottled water my entire adult life and since my teens, but I'm getting it through my shower. I'm absorbing it in my shower water. Do you have a filter? Will it will a filter take it out? We have our showers filtered in our Well, a lot of the filters don't get it. They use carbon, but those aren't getting metals. So that's the problem. Um yeah. so I have a whole house filter, but I, I haven't most most of my life. Mm. Um so all, all my most of my clients, not all of them, but most of them that I've tested in Southern California have uranium toxicity. And I worry the ones that don't have it, it's just hidden, it's just not coming out on the hair test yet. And so that causes major metabolic disturbance uh with eventually causing diabetes and interfering and blood sugar metabolism. There's a million different examples that I can I can go into. Uh, And what that just tells me is so funny because like, again, what we're talking about is we're beating ourselves up, you know, because we're working so hard. Like you were saying, getting in the gym and just working out and we're cutting our, I mean, I know people say, oh, I I go to the gym for two hours and I'm just getting no results or I'm eating like a bird. And, and you know, here you have this toxicity that is just absolutely throwing your whole metabolism off. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And once you can get to the bottom of these issues then the body can heal. The body wants to heal. The body is so resilient. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, and since I've been detoxing, you know, I've uh, my weight my my uh, weight loss regimen. Uh, you know, uh, the calories I'm eating have actually gone up, and my exercise has gone down, and I've actually lost weight because I'm detoxing. So if you are killing yourself in the gym. It's like you're a hamster in a wheel that's just running in place and you're, you're not, you know, you're, you're aiming wrong, you know, in, yeah. in that respect. Um, you're kind of, um, what am I trying to say? What idiom am I trying to think of? <laughs> I don't know. Well, I love the hamster thing. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting because we talk about that a lot on the summit is that I've got a lot of amazing experts with about exercise, like Dr. Phil Maffetone and uh, Dr. Mark Bubbs, those, you know, and, Dr. Mark Bubbs is, is he's the nutrition lead for Canadian basketball league. And Dr. Phil Mavitone has worked with athletes like for, for decades. And, you know, one of the things that I think a lot of people don't realize is that cardio can actually cause your metabolism to 
slow down because it's a source of stress on the body. And then you raise the cortisol when you're doing like marathons and things like that. And there's a lot of research that's showing that those endurance um, sports are harming your heart because of all this um, excess stress. And especially if you're not recovering and I had Ben Greenfield come on, I know you've connected with Ben on your podcast and he um, talked so much about recovery. I love his book, uh, Beyond Training. And it's, I think every athlete should read that book because it really just makes so much sense when you think about the body. And, and I know Dr. Mark Bubbs talked about this too on the summit. Your, your gains come from your recovery time. And so many athletes aren't even thinking about that. So yeah, we, we got into a lot of cool stuff, but yeah, I know it's... Um, it's a puzzle. And I think, yeah, you've got to, you know, when you have all this information and you've got all these experts that can help you to start puzzle. I mean, you, you know, you experienced it yourself. I know I experienced it. We had to figure out our puzzles ourselves, you know, and a lot of people don't have doctors that are functional doctors that are helping them. They're kind of trying to figure all this out on their own. And so that's what I'm hoping the summit could be is introducing people to someone like you that can go, let's test your hair. Let's look at your toxicities. Let's see, do you have toxicity? You know, oh, you've, you've got diabetes? Let's see, maybe maybe you've got this urine, you know? So I think it's, it's so cool where we can introduce people to experts that they may not have known about and that could hold some incredible answers. I mean, how amazing would that be to find out, you know, you've been struggling with something like diabetes, find out you have this toxicity, clear that out of your body and the body is ready to then heal you know it's so powerful yeah i feel very fortunate myself in my healing journey my functional medicine doctor did, did not help me help me diagnose what was wrong nice. but certainly didn't give me tools to fix it that were i i felt were adequate and i just got lucky and found hair mineral analysis and detox right out of the gate and other That's people so search for a decade you know a decade or more to figure out what's wrong with them so i'm very fortunate um, but why don't we talk about, you know, the 10 keys to optimize and boost our metabolism. I think that, you know, we need to give some good, like, take-home tips for the listeners, so things that they can do today to start boosting their metabolism. Yeah, well, I've talked about, you know, some of the keys, like the getting your blood sugar under control, understanding your fats. Those are the keys. Like, figuring out food intolerances, and a lot of times that can be you know, uh, toxicity or something, or it, you know, could be parasites or something else, figuring out what's going on there, getting that inflammation under control, getting your stress under control, getting rid of those, you know, convenient foods that are who's who process ingredients, hydrating. That's like such a basic one. That's one of the ones that I like to start with because it's the easiest one to do, right? Yeah. You know, yeah, it's, it's such a foundational thing. Um, start your day. If you like coffee, great. Have a glass of water before your coffee. Because a lot of times you go right for the coffee. I know, I love my coffee. Have that glass of water because you need to rehydrate the body in the morning. Hydration is so important for detoxification. It's, you know, and choosing, like you said, good quality water, having those, you know, filtering it. And, and Anne Louise Gittleman is a huge one on that because, you know, tap water is, is, harbors parasites as well as toxic metals and things um but just you know a lot of people are not i mean they're chronically dehydrated all the time and your body is going to be just not functioning optimally that way i read a study that said that kids today some kids will drink zero water all day long and i know it's true because my kids go to school and there'll be kids that'll go all day throughout class and not Mm -hmm. you know my kids backpacks don't have the water bottle holder so i'm like you gotta shove that water bottle in your backpack you're gonna bring it with you so yeah, just the hydration is a big one and, and, you know, getting smarter about your, your exercise, a couple, there's a couple swaps we can talk about, like in the morning, first thing in the morning, start with that water and then swap out those carbs. I mean, a lot of times we've been taught load up on the carbs. It'll give you energy all day. What having a high carb breakfast really does is it stimulates your appetite during the day. Um, so thinking about protein and fat for breakfast, that's going to be, um, you know, something that's going to keep your hunger hormones more stabilized. And if you can start with more of like a paleo kind of a breakfast, like eggs, avocado, maybe some sauteed veggies, cook them in some coconut oil, that's a much you know better um, way to start your day because you're going to be much more satisfied than on that sugar roller coaster. Um, I think I said this earlier, instead of going for that apple a day, get that avocado a day. I love avocados. I, I could just have an avocado like 
put a little salt on it and just eat it right out of the avocado with a spoon. And yeah. a lot of people don't think about how much fiber actually is in avocados. It's a high fiber food. It's healthy fats. Um, you know, an avocado, I mean, we're in, you're in California too. I mean, there, it's staple here. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so things like avocado, those are great. And just not being afraid of fats. I think, you know, when I always, I tell a lot of people fat is like a beauty nutrient. You know, because we are, there's, there's nothing that's going to age you faster than sugar and a low fat diet mm-hmm. that will give you wrinkles galore. That's going to just, you know, or and dehydration. Yeah. I was so, I was so lucky because when I was younger, Your skin and looks the, great. By the, the way. The, thank you. But the, it's coffee on us, but that's my favorite. That's the one thing I got to learn about. <laughs> and infrared saunas too. But, yes. um, but yeah, but when I was younger and the, the low fat craze was going on, um, I was just too lazy to hop on that train. And I guess the furthest I got was maybe some low fat yogurt or something, but I was like, I just can't do it. I can't do the low fat ice cream. That's I just awesome. wasn't willing to give that up. So I bypassed torturing my body in that way. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah. I mean, it's really, it's so amazing to me how, wrong. I mean, literally you can turn a lot of these recommendations on their head. I mean, think about eggs was like for many years thought, you know, you shouldn't eat the yolk. I mean, that's the best part of the egg. Um, it's got the most nutrients in it. Um, you know, the fat, you know, the fat is bad for you. And, and I think there's millions of people out there that still believe these, you know, these things. And I mean, you know, Paula Dean just came out with a new cookbook that's Get rid of the fat, you know. I'm no, like, no. Oh, you know, no. I mean, you just you can't eat a stick of butter per meal. You can eat a pat, but you just it's not yeah. about it's not about eliminating. It's about you know, not having too much of a good thing. Exactly. Well, yeah. I mean, I think you know that you can overdo even the good things, but um, yeah. So just little things. One of the other things, um, the the swapping out, you know. The, the sweetened beverages, if you're drinking the sodas, if you're drinking, whether it's diet, whether it's, um, sorry, that's my phone going there. Um, whether it's diet, whether it's sugar sweetened, they're both terrible for our metabolism and our health. If we could swap one of those out and just replace it with something better, like a iced tea with lemon or a sparkling water or just water or one of my things I love is kombucha. Um, I love kombucha. Um, and that's got the good beneficial bacteria. And, and I think, you know, and I believe me, I was a diet soda, loved diet soda. I mean, I, you know, that was my thing. I had it every day. I, and when I was in college, I was drinking the 42, I mean the 42 ounce ones. Yeah, I did that. I had almost every single meal. I used to have a diet Coke at almost about seven years ago. I went cold turkey. And I never did it again, but, uh, every once in a while, whatever. Um, yeah. but in a, every blue moon, but, but yeah, it's a very bad habit. A lot of people are doing thinking that it's healthy because there's no yeah. sugar. Yeah. I, I you know we all, you know, we all believed it. Oh, it's diet. You know, it's the best of both worlds. It's sweet, but you know, we could do a whole podcast about diet sodas and artificial yeah. sweeteners, but, um, yeah. So swapping out one of those sweet drinks, just getting that extra water in there, or if you like that fizzy, do the sparkling water or kombucha, which I love. I was brewing it for a long time and, um, kefir water that I did that this summer. My kids were loving that. Um, you know, so that's one other tip. And I don't know if you like dark chocolate, but that's kind of my thing. Um, oh, no, I hate dark chocolate. <laughs> hate it. You know, it's funny because as a kid, I hated dark chocolate. I mean, oh, why would you want something like that's bitter, you know? But now because I've changed my, you know, taste buds, um, you know, super sweet things, I don't enjoy them. But hi, Harley. Um, but I, you know, love dark chocolate. And I think it lets... You know, for people who don't like dark chocolate, thinking about starting with like the 60% dark and working your way up to like the 70%, you know, you can get it all the way up to like 90%. And, mm-hmm. But I generally stay with like a 70% and, and thinking about replacing your dessert with a square or two of dark chocolate because you're going to have health benefits there. So you're not totally giving it up. You're, you're having that something 
Um, but you've got all these polyphenols. You've got the magnesium that's coming from the, from the cacao. It's one of the best food sources of magnesium. Um, there's actually research that shows eating a little bit of chocolate every day can actually reduce your risk of heart disease. And it's probably the magnesium. I don't know. Yep. They, um, so, you know, there's a lot of great ways to get magnesium as well, but at least you're getting something good from that. Whereas, you know, you're not going to spike your blood sugar as much. And so, you know, you're not giving up something a little sweet, but you're doing it in a much healthier way. So, and then one of the other ones is, you know, that stand up desk. This is on my list for 2000. Next time I talk to you, I'm going to have that stand up desk ready because <laughs> I've been talking about it for at least a year. You know, I, for my work, I sit a lot. And, you know, when I was writing my book, I was sitting all the time, putting together the summit, sitting, sitting, sitting. And it's really, I mean, you know, a lot of people say it's the new smoking. Mm-hmm. And so the more we, and, and there's a lot of research to show that you cannot undo even if you work out, even if you're eating an amazing diet, if you're sitting for more than like six hours at a stretch, you can't undo that by going to the gym. So, and I've done it, you know, and so, um, get that stand up desk or, you know, if you're on a conference call and you can stand up and walk around or, you know, um, doing what you can to not do so much sitting. That's so big. And just these are little things, all these things add up, you know, if, you know, if we can kind of even just pick one or two things to do, whether it's just pick the hydration thing for one week. There was a, an interesting thing that I saw on the internet. A woman did this thing where she took a picture of her face at the beginning and then she started drinking, I don't know, it was like 12 glasses of water a day. And after like two months, took a picture of her face and it, I mean, looked like she'd had work done. You know what I mean? She was just so much more... <laughs> you know, hydrated and her skin just looked more beautiful. And, and, you know, so, I mean, it's, you know, even if it's just for vanity's sake, you just look healthier when you're hydrated. So, um, and that's true. I think of everything, you know, if we're eating good antioxidants, if we're getting healthy fats and, you know, we're just going to look and we'll feel better. And, and it's just, you know, how you feel on the inside, I think shows up on the outside. A lot of times I know it's true for me. If I've been working too hard and I've been sitting a lot and I'm stressing out and I'm not sleeping well, I've got these bags under my eyes and, you know, I, I, I view health as a journey and it's not a destination. I'm not at my place where I always, you know, I'm always, you know, myself trying to fine tune things. And I think, um, that's how it's always going to be. You know, I'm going to have my things that are my issues like sitting and, why am I not buying that stand-up desk? Because I'm not, you know? And and so we all have our issues and, and things that we're dealing with. And so just being aware and taking action and, and finding a support, you know? I think that's the other thing is get a friend or reach out to someone that wants you to be successful and, and surround yourself with healthy people. There's a study that showed that if you hang out with healthy people, you're healthier. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I've done a lot in the last five years. I have nixed a lot of people in my life, not a lot, but some that are not healthy people emotionally or physically or or what have you. And, you know, I'm much happier and healthier. I feel as a result of that. Yeah. 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 Emotions can be toxic too, for sure. Yeah. So why don't you tell the listeners um, how they can uh, listen to your metabolic summit? When is it airing, et cetera, and how can they participate? Thank you so much. You know, I'm, it, it's coming up soon. It's February 1st, so it's going to be live and totally free. Mm-hmm. February 1st through the 8th. The 8th is going to be the Encore Day. Um, and each day we'll release like four, um, some, a couple of days we've got five experts. And you have 24 hours to listen to those experts. And they can find out information at themetabolismsummit.com. Or if you want to put a link on your podcast, that'd be awesome. Um, But yeah, so they, you know, and just sign up. You're going to get some free interviews right away. So if you sign up now, you'll get three of the interviews right away. And a free chapter of my book. I'm giving away the first chapter about uh, the blood sugar, um, break up with sugar, it's called. And then um, 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 if people don't want to watch all the interviews, you know, that week, you can buy the summit. And if you buy it before the first, you get a discount. You get a really good price. I think it's like 59 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Pre-summit price. So, um, so yeah, some people like to just, you know, attend a few of the talks. Some people like to watch them all. Um, and then some people want to, you know, take them home and keep them. Because, you know, I mean, honestly, if you are going to watch them, get out your pen and paper. Because, I mean, every single one of the... 
experts, one of the things I said to every single one, I said, give people tips that they can put into action. I want actionable tips. And I know you gave some amazing tips and, and, you know, just people are going to want to take notes for every single talk um, because there's so much good information. It really is. I'm proud. I'm so proud of it. And I'm so happy to have people like you that have come and given your time to just share your knowledge, you know, because you are so knowledgeable about what you're doing and it's really cutting edge stuff and life-changing. I know you've just seen it transform so many people's lives and this information can really change lives. And, and I think, you know, I was one of those people that was beating myself up because I couldn't control myself around sugar for so much of my life and I couldn't control my weight and I couldn't control my hunger. And there's a lot of, you know, it, it's, it wasn't my fault. It was because I was following all this bad information and had all these, you know, things that I was doing that was harming my metabolism. When I was 12, my metabolism was in worse shape than I am now in my mid forties. So, you know, I mean, and and that's the case. I mean, we're seeing metabolic issues in kids that are 10 now. Yeah. And so this goes all the way down all the ages. Yeah. And I, I understand because I, uh, you know, I've spent a lot of time beating myself up because I, uh, couldn't control what I was eating or like what I was doing all this work and the scale wasn't going down and women, they yeah. blame themselves and the answers are out there. The answers are actually kind of simple. Um, but you have to have like a, a plan that's based in science, not based on, you know, the, the food company's agenda that they, you're fed every single day and what's reinforced by the media because they're, they're advertisers in the newspaper or on television. And so, uh, so people are fed so much wrong information. So the correct information is in summits like this and on, you know, reputable websites that we, you know, we try to, you know, spend a lot of our, our lives dedicated to, you know, giving out correct information. Um, but so thanks for having the summit and listeners. I absolutely encourage you to go uh, check that out uh, beginning February 1st, but you can sign up anytime. Yeah. Uh, but Sarah, I have a question I'd like to ask all of my guests. Hmm. What do you think is the most pressing health issue in the world today? Oh boy. I, I definitely think, um, it's our kids' health. I, I think it's really um, the you know what's what's happening with our kids is we're seeing diseases that were called adult onset diseases happening in ten year olds. They've really found out that one out of every t- kid that's a normal weight has fatty liver disease. Half of kids who are overweight have fatty liver disease. Wow. Um, you know the metabolic issues that are happening in our kids today. A lot of it has to do with the convenience, convenient foods. Um, it has to do with sodas. Um, it, you know, there's a lot of it having to do with uh, the genetic modification. Um, you know, so I, I think, and that's one of the things I've always had a passion for kids' health, and that's probably, um, you know, another area that I'm going to want to get into and, and really work. I've done school assemblies, and, you know, because I was an overweight kid as well, Um you know, making it fun for them. And, and I think one of the best things you can do with kids is get them into the kitchen. That, that's one of the best things you can do with everybody. I think there's a lot of people that cook anymore. Um, you eat out or you buy convenience packaged foods. And, and so the more whole foods that we all can eat, and, if, you know, there's more schools that are putting gardens in their um, schools. And, and so, yeah, I'd say probably just the kids' health situation. I think it's that's the thing that just worries me the most because I think, you know, we need our kids to take on the world. And, and so, and, but there's a lot of kids that are really passionate about it. And I've, I've seen it when I've talked to them. And so it makes me excited. And when, when, with a little bit of education, they could be the next, you know, Wendy Myers of the world and changing the game for people. And, and, um, so I'm, I'm hopeful. I agree with you. It really frightens me as well when I, I see so many overweight kids walking around that are 10 years old and mm-hmm. even, you know, six or seven years old. They're so young and 
they're going to very likely grow up to be an overweight adult and have very early health problems, serious health problems very, very early on and die early deaths that are completely preventable. And, you know, I feel very fortunate, like say for my daughter, we do a lot of cooking at home and I get her involved in making her lunch and whatnot, get her excited about the healthy food she's going to eat. But in her preschool, they grow vegetables and they grow, you know, strawberries and things like that. And they cook them and they, they harvest them and they make little salads and do things like that. And that's what people have to do. Um, you know, when my mother, she had a garden my entire youth and I was always in the garden doing stuff and you just see where the food comes from and it's just normal. But for Mm -hmm. a lot of children, it's normal just to eat fast food every single night. Yeah. Um, cause a lot of parents are doing and some of them, that's all they can afford, unfortunately. Um, uh, but that's, that's not true. You, you can, you know, healthy food can be just as cheap as, as fast food, but it's just easier. Um, but I think it's a huge problem. And, you know, hopefully there's a lot of parents out there right now listening to this, trying to get a hold of their own weight. And hopefully that filters down to their children as well. And like I said earlier, you know, starting small, I know a lot of times it's hard to fit in the cooking and getting the grocery store and a lot of it's just planning, but let's say you just started with, you know, if you're eating out every meal or you're, you know, bringing in pizza and take out every single meal, how about just Sundays? Just start with Sundays. Just have a Sunday cooking day. You get everybody in the kitchen, you get people, or maybe start with having a you know, start with your breakfast or start with something and, and take it step by step. And, you know, if you try and do too, too, too much at once, then you get overwhelmed and then you quit and then, you know, but even if it's just starting with that one meal, because I know so many people have a hard time. They, I, one of the reasons why I wrote my book is it started out as a group cleanse. And a lot of the people that did the cleanse were like, oh, am I going to have to cook on this? And I'm like, yep. And they're like, well, I don't really cook. And I'm like, well, you're going to surprise yourself. And they did. And like, uh, I can remember a number of them said, well, gosh, my husband thinks I'm like, he's in a gourmet restaurant. And I'm like, see, you can do it. You know, it just, I know that the less I spend time in the kitchen, the more out of practice I get, the more clunky I feel. And I get on those trips where I'm too busy to cook every night. You know, we eat out in my household. You just have to, we know some healthy places to go, but, um, you know, when the more I cook, the more I love it. And the more you cook, you're going to get like 10 or so recipes that you just know in your head. You can go to the, you could actually just be in the store and go, Oh, that's what I'm going to make tonight. And I'm going to put it together. Like last night I made chicken tikka masala. It had, took me a half an hour, mm-hmm. just chopped up some chicken thighs and put those in the pot with just a bunch of Indian spices, can of coconut milk, some tomatoes, boom, you know, put it on rice, put it on a little cauliflower rice so good you know and um so and then you'll find a few of those things that your family loves and you'll surprise yourself and so yeah I think it's that's one of the best things people could do is just get back in the kitchen you know and get the kids in there too yeah and Rome wasn't built in a day you know I never in my life thought I'd be eating as healthy as I am now say even maybe five six years ago Um, because I used to be a fast food junkie I used to eat fast food a lot and I used to eat sugar every single day I couldn't walk into a store without grabbing a candy bar or I used to eat a pint of Haagen-Dazs every single day (laughs) I know I have my ice cream fix every night too yeah yeah and now it's addicting that's why we get hooked on it yeah and those things they don't even phase me anymore and I I never thought I'd eat as healthy but it took trying again and again and again and changing my habits one thing at a time. First, I nixed the Diet Coke and I only drank, you know, soda water with lemon or regular water or some tea. And it just over, now I only drink water for the most part. And so it just, just, just takes time. So just start somewhere. But Sarah, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Really appreciate really appreciate you uh, having you come on and sharing your wealth of knowledge about metabolism. So why don't you tell the listeners where they can find you and learn more about your book and your programs, et cetera. Oh, thank you. Well, I'm, my website is rebalancelife.com. You can get there also by sarahvance.com as well. And um, yeah, I've got some videos on there. I go on uh, some of the local TV stations around here sometimes. And I've got some of those videos on there. I blog a lot. I've got a ton of blog articles probably couple hundred on there. Um, so yeah, just a lot of free information. Um, one of the things I'm going to be doing this year is, uh, releasing a lot more like online programs and courses. And so 
sign up for my newsletter. I'll get some free gifts and, um, then you'll kind of stay in the loop with what, what I've got coming up. But yeah, so I have a link to my book page, the perfect metabolism plan there as well. And so just, you know, lots of good free stuff, which I like to do. Good free, give it away. Well, thank you so much, Sarah, for coming on. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much for having me and all that you're doing, Wendy. You're doing so many great things. Thank you. And I can't wait to get my hair mineral tested. I know. We're doing your hair test. Yeah. So I'll let you know when those results come in. We'll see yeah. how toxic you are. <laughs> I'm Everyone's sure toxic. toxic. Everybody is. So. <laughs> Thanks, Wendy. Have a great weekend. And listeners, if you want to learn more about me, you can go to live2110.com and learn more about my healing and detox program, Mineral Power at mineralpower.com. And that starts with a hair mineral analysis. And we figure out how toxic you are and do something about it. Thank you so much for listening to the Live to 110 podcast.